Hey there, I'm Robin Griffin. I'm the founder of the Rendezvous Club. We have all ever heard of a high-class escort agency, but what if you leave out the fairy tales? I will tell you everything about escorts and my agency in this podcast. Podcast episode one. Why a 22-year-old art school student started a high-class escort agency? The Netherlands is prude. You may not think so, but it really is. This is one of the reasons why I started a high-class escort agency. As a young woman, you don't start a high-class escort agency for no reason. With me it happened by chance, and certainly because of my interest for women, entrepreneurship and creativity. I will tell you about my journey, why I started this agency and my philosophy behind this concept in this podcast, all based on my own experiences. More than two years ago, the concept of a high-class escort caught my attention during a school assignment. We had to get access to a certain community or person. For me, this was the moment to have an excuse to do research towards high-class escort girls. I was reading a monthly written blog in the Linda, a Dutch magazine, and I always wanted to know more. I knew that a stigma lays on this concept, because I heard people saying, Ooh, escort work, that's gross. They don't do this out of free will. And how dangerous. I was wondering why. I already thought this was a very black and white meaning, because it's always a thing that only the worst of the worst stories make the news. On the other hand, people always want to know about this topic. This written blog is a success, and also several TV series are a big hit. Everyone wants to know, but they don't want to be associated with it. Why? I mean, it's legal to do sex work in the Netherlands, and every tourist sees the Netherlands as a playground for adults, where everything is possible. We have the greatest festivals, open-minded festivals as well, like Milkshake and Wasteland, coffee shops around every corner in Amsterdam, and of course the red light district. Everyone is curious about these things, and almost everyone who lives in the Netherlands has been there. I can tell you, you might have met a girl who is working as an escort, but you're just not aware of this, because she can be open about it. Back in 2018, for my school assignment, I got in contact with several girls working in the industry, and their stories were fascinating to me. Not only their stories, but their ability and curiosity to live a double life. They seem to enjoy having this other persona inside of them. They are living a normal life, studying economics at the university or working as a psychologist, for example. Sometimes during the weekend or on evenings during the week, they go on a so-called date as someone else. The part of them that other people might never expect or perhaps accept. That's why it's so secretive because of the stigma. And this stigma is there because we still live in a very prude world. On the one hand, we're not prude at all anymore. Girls can post sexy pictures on Instagram 
bikini photos or see me nudes these days. On the other hand, Instagram doesn't even allow nipples to be shown. I think it's also because women who love sex and enjoy having a lot of sex with different men are seen as sluts, while men who have had a lot of bed martyrs are seen as tough. Another example is that a lot of people wouldn't like their daughter, partner or mother to be an escort. Because then she has paid sex. But I can tell you, the work of a high-class escort exists of way more than paid sex. It's way more than that and it's also the reason why I started this agency. I had the feeling I wanted to be there for them, the escort girls. I want to stand up for them and let the world know what they do and why they do it. Therefore, this podcast as a starting point. It was also clear for me that these powerful women need guidance from a person that is businesslike, but who also understands their feelings, the human side. I really like to make something out of nothing, and I had so many ideas with my former partner who introduced me setting up this agency. More than one year ago, in the end of the summer in 2019, I started the Rendezvous Club. I had to translate my own philosophy into a business philosophy. Why start a high-class escort agency if already many agencies exist? Already at the beginning, when I was doing research, I had the idea that existing parties are still selling sex instead of an experience. I wanted to focus more on an experience with the Rendezvous Club. As I said, I now know that working as a high-class escort is way more than just having paid sex with a client. Sometimes a client is a businessman, someone who's always on the road. A man like this doesn't always have time for intimacy or time to go on a date. Booking a high-class escort is then a very good option. This girl will be his perfect girlfriend for the night. This might sound like a fairy tale, but it's not. This girl has to be able to adapt herself to a lot of different types of personalities. She needs to pick up signs in the first 15 minutes. She needs to feel what the client expects from her that night, because this won't be clear in advance. With this I mean that a girl who works for me needs to have a lot of people skills. She's able to listen to the client, she needs to know when to take the lead or not, even if her personality is slightly different. It's a part of the roles she plays. And I don't mean that a girl cannot be herself, that she always needs to fit in the client's wishes, but she needs to be able to adapt herself in any situation. Sometimes a girl is a therapist rather than an entertainer. And don't forget, a girl who works as a high-class escort enjoys sex. She enjoys the attention. She feels flattered that a man is willing to pay a big amount of money to spend time with them. They feel seen. They gain confidence. A girl who I spoke also told me that since this work she gained so much confidence. Clients treat her like a princess. According to her, very different from what you have with a one-night stand. In my business philosophy, matchmaking is crucial. More about matchmaking itself in episode 3, but I want to focus a lot on matchmaking. And therefore I need to put my own people skills in there. 
I need to understand what type of girls I have in front of me or what type of girls I'm looking for and what types of clients I get in contact with. Based on my knowledge, I try to make the best match. To get to know the girls better, I connect with them during intakes and during workshops I organize. Of course, this will happen more after Corona, but it's something I want to invest in. The more confident and self-aware a girl is, the better the quality that I can deliver to the client. And also, I get more aware of the girls' their characters. This personal thing is important to me, and also the welfare of the girls. Apart from the fact that the Netherlands is prude and it's hard for escort girls to be open about their work, I also notice that people are more open to explore things in the sexual field. For example, couples. A lot of couples are interested in booking a high-class escort for the experience, to spice up their bedroom stories, for example. It can be that the man wants to experience his wife with another woman, and because a high-class escort won't fall in love with him, is a safe option. She knows what she's doing and can guide a couple through this date. For this she also needs to be able to pick up a relationship's dynamics, understand what the purpose is of this date, and work from there. As you can see, a girl her character is almost more important than her looks. You also might think that a client on the forehand already knows who he wants to book, but that's not the case. Mostly he asks my input as well. Besides a fitting character and being good looking, we forget one crucial part. Flair, energy. The feeling a girl is giving you when she enters the room. There, self-awareness and confidence plays a big role. I have to be able to pick up a girl's flair in the first time we meet. I've told you a lot about what a girl needs to have to be a great high-class escort. I didn't know this at the beginning, of course, but I have to say I have a great imagination and I love to observe people and get to know them. I like to get to the core of someone's soul and personality. This might sound intense, but I think this really works well with having an escort agency. People fascinate me, I like to create sparkles, I like to give people sparkles, and I want to understand people. These character properties work well for me. Writing a lot about the business philosophy, I got to understand that my own personality plays a big role. And besides my fascination for people, entrepreneurship and creativity, I obviously like sex. I mean, I'm too romantic myself to work as an escort, but the term sex self fascinates me. I like to hear every story about it, love to know every detail of my friends' stories, and nothing sounds weird to me. I can react very rational to people's desires or experiences. I always try to understand them. I don't really know where that part of me is coming from, but it's there. Therefore, I think I'm easy to talk to, easy to tell your wildest fantasies to. 
And trust me, I've already heard many wild fantasies. I hope you got to understand that along the way I've learned a lot. A philosophy or business philosophy doesn't come overnight. I think wanting to start a business is one thing, but you never exactly know what you need to make it a success. I started in a way very blunt. I felt the energy to make something from this and I had an inner drive to work in this field. But I wasn't aware of the characteristics I needed to have. After a time, when I was further in the process and working completely on my own, I got to understand my position more, that my personality works well with this. The very rational and adventurous part of me combined with the emotional human part of me. So, the Rendezvous Club is a creative high-class escort agency by and for women that wants to sell an experience rather than sex to her clients. The second part of this first podcast will consist of the how, the more practical side of entrepreneurship. You might wonder, what exactly does she mean with the Netherlands is prude? And I told you that along the way, I got more aware of my own position and why my character fits in this business. I will tell you a little bit more about this in the second part. During my research, I became fascinated by the stories of the girls that I interviewed, and I became more and more curious about the escort world. Initially, there was no intention to start an agency. This came later. I met my former partner during his photographic research back in 2018. We got the idea to publish a book together about the high-class escort world, told from the escort perspective and the client perspective. Kind of an informative novel. When I was brainstorming about this novel, it became clear that a bigger dream was to start an agency. So one thing led to another and that's how I started the Rendezvous Club. In the end of the summer of 2019. To come back to the fact that the Netherlands is prude, setting up an escort agency is not easy. Sex work is of course legal in the Netherlands, but that doesn't mean that there's no taboo around it. In the initial phase of setting up, we already ran into the first taboo. We looked for help from an accountant to help with the financial part. An accountant we approached responded with, I have a very good relationship with tax authorities. I'm not going to get my hands dirty with these types of companies. It's therefore clear that this person interprets a company that offers intimacy in a very negative way. I was amazed that someone who could just make a living from us turned us down right away. What we also ran into was finding a bank for a bank account. A sustainable bank was unfortunately not an option because they hardly work with cash deposit machines, which are indispensable for us. So we tried a Dutch bank and the lady who processed our application was enthusiastic and thought our company sounded neat, which is already weird since our company is legal. She went to discuss our application. 
A day later, I received a call that this particular bank does not deal with these types of companies. No further explanation. Again, a rejection of a party that I did not see coming. Can you already imagine a bit more how squeamish the Netherlands actually is? The Netherlands presents itself as a liberal, progressive and open-minded country. But when setting up the rendezvous club, I had strong doubts about that. We are a legal company with a permit granted by the municipality in collaboration with the police. But we can forget about a bank account at a well-known Dutch bank. We tried it at another Dutch bank with many deposit devices throughout the Netherlands. They wanted to process our application and eventually we were able to open a bank account there. I have to say that this took no less than 7 months before the account was granted to us. Email after email with questions about the company and documents we had to provide. The last part of my Netherlands is a prudish country story is finding an office. There are escort agencies that work from home, but we wanted a physical office where we can receive potential ladies. It's generally known these are women who are studying and or working with their own life next to this work. We do not hire ladies who aren't studying or who work in addition. We found this space at a beautiful location in Rotterdam. To guard the discretion of the ladies, we registered as a hostess agency. Furthermore, not much was asked. They just wanted to conclude a contract with us and rent this space to us. Basically, they wanted to earn money. It was a beautiful location with a view on Erasmus Bridge. Somehow, a few months later, they found out that we are an escort agency and were immediately denied access to the building. Because of course, the Rendezvous Club is a very dangerous company. They did not want to rent out spaces to a sex-related company. And then I think, maybe we should have been transparent at first. But I didn't want the reception to know that the girls who came to visit us were going to visit an escort agency. After this disaster, we found a company that agreed with our work after a short telephone conversation. Despite these obstacles, we've also experienced positive collaborations. For example, I was amazed at the proportion of the police who took a lot of time to maintain contact with us and to give us advice on the permit application. Door to Door in Rotterdam is also an organization that wanted to look at our application and give feedback. We also worked together with a number of enthusiastic creatives to set up other aspects of the company. Getting the permit was actually the hardest and most essential part you apply and pay for it, but you don't know if you actually will get the permit. Fortunately, this was the case and we were allowed to mediate between our companions and clients at the beginning of this year. So far, this is my personal story about the Rendezvous Club. 
I wanted to explain different aspects about myself and about my philosophy behind the agency. For you, to get a better understanding of the term high-class escort and to get to know me. In the next episode, I will invite Aria, one of my lovely companions. You will get a glimpse into the life of a high-class escort lady from a different perspective. Thank you for listening to the Rendezvous Club podcast. It's made by me, Robin Griffin, and edited by Davy Outdoor. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you want to be informed about new episodes, follow the Rendezvous Club on Instagram at the Rendezvous Club or sign up for our newsletter through the website therendezvousclub.com. <laughs>